Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Raul Estevez is an international educator, trainer, psychic, and spiritual healer who has offered his guidance, healing, and mentorship to people around the world. He is also an award-winning professional educator, receiving the Vice Chancellor's Award for Teaching Excellence from Victoria University in Melbourne, Australia. Raul Estevez is a quantum bioenergetics advanced facilitator and a certified angel card reader and flower therapy healer trained by Doreen Virtue and Robert Reeves. Raul has published one deck of cards and two books with White Light Publishing House. The deck is called The Guiding Star of Life Inspirational Cards. His children's book is called My Little Angels Talk to Me, and it comes with a detachable coloring section. The second book is the internationally acclaimed My Angels Connections, a set of short stories Raoul has written to inspire everyone to connect to their angels. Raoul Estevez, hello, hello, hello from New Orleans. Hello, Sherry. Thank you so much for speaking to me. It is a thrill to me to be able to communicate to another angel person on the other side of the planet. Tell us where you live. I actually live in Sydney, Australia. Ah, it just sounds so amazing. And you are an author, you are a publisher, you are a reader, you are a channel. Yes. I'm uh, and I'm a learner uh, <laughs> about many many things. Mm-hmm. But you're, I mean, you've been an educator. I mean, you 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 have professionally served as an educator for how long was that, Raúl? Um, it's been almost twenty years that I've been an educator for, mm. and uh, but as my late grandmother used to say, I never forgotten where I came from, Sharia, and I started cleaning toilets in a hotel and I grew in that hotel career and truly that hotel career took me around the world and then I became an educator. People usually said, oh, you're Raul, you're a teacher. And I said, well, no, I help people learn, which is a different type of type of slant into all of this because helping people learn is putting yourself in their shoes and understanding that Sometimes we're coming into a learning environment with a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of fear. Mm. And if you've been a learner, you know what it's like. And then when you demystify that idea that, well, you know, I'm the lecturer, like many people call themselves in universities. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught in universities, not only in Australia, but worldwide. Mm. And, uh, and I taught in different languages, which is even more challenging. Oh and, uh, my God. That's so great. Uh, and it was not only just um, helping people learn in another language, I have to translate the materials. Mm-hmm. And uh, and although Spanish is my mother tongue, 
I never taught in Spanish and translating was, was a big deal. Wow. Uh, but I rose up to the challenge and I helped people learn not only in South America, I learned people, uh, help people learn in North America, in Europe, oh. in the South Pacific, in China. Oh. Uh, oh, my many, many goodness. places that I've been so, so fortunate to, uh, to help people. So you have had a connection with people all over the world, all over the world. You had this reach. Yeah, I remember saying to my late grandmother when I was a child, Grandma, I'm going to be a citizen of the world. Oh, my and, goodness. And I have. <laughs> now, tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in a tiny little country in South America called Uruguay. Mm -hmm. And if for people that they may not know geography all that great, <laughs> uh, it's located in... Uh, the bottom of South America between Argentina and Brazil on hmm. the East Coast. Holy cow. Holy cow. <laughs> and you found yourself here. I found myself in Australia. Um, long story short, um, when I was a, a young teenager, I came out to my parents and my grandma uh, as a gay man. And in wow. those days, in, in those days, um, in Uruguay, it was illegal to be gay. <sighs> and, um, and I had a middle sister here in Australia. <laughs> and in those days, you can actually do what it was called family reunion. Mm -hmm. And my parents were at the age of retirement already. So they decided to actually pack up and bring us all to Australia. Um, in order for me to have um, a normal life without being prosecuted. My goodness, you have had such angels at your side at these. Oh, with ever these, since I was born. Yes. <laughs> now, and I know I, your book, it, and the forward to your book, everything about you is just fascinating because as a child, you were very present with the angels, weren't you? Indeed. Um, listen, I was angelically looked after since, since before I was born and to the point of birth because, um, in those days, and I'm talking truly last century when I was born for the young people these days, I was born last century. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Had a 19 uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the 1900s. Yes, in night. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Late 1900s, mid 1900s. Uh huh. That's it. Keep going. And, uh, correct. <laughs> and, um, I'm not afraid to tell my age, actually. I'm actually 54. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite good. happy to say that. <laughs> yeah, looking good. Um, and before I was actually born, um, the doctors found out, um, that I had uh, the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck twice. Oh. So I couldn't go down the birth canal. Otherwise, truly, yeah. I was going to strangle myself. Yeah. So they have to um, do um, um, cesarean on my mother in order for me to be born. Oh. So I was born really rosy cheeks and lovely mm. because there was no push, no effort into that. But um, the idea was to um, to truly come into the world um, angelically guided, and um, and the angels were from then on with me all of the time. 
And as a child, they were part of your life. They were... They were on my daily life. And I remember talking to my mother and my grandma. And they used mm. to say, uh, you know what, Raul is beautiful. And keep on telling us all your little stories about the angels. But don't speak to the children outside because they may not really understand. Ah. And hence what later in my life I wrote a children's book called My Little Angels Talk to Me. Because nowadays you can talk to children and um, and they understand about the angels and they put no barriers. And something beautiful that happened with that book that happened to me mm-hmm. no long ago, mm-hmm. um, and talk about reaching far and wide, a mother in Bhutan bought my book <gasps> for her child and she sent me a picture of this gorgeous child oh. and his cousin reading My Little Angels Talk to Me in Bhutan. Oh. And she said to me, my goodness, my son loves your book so much and I'm going to send him to schools for show and tell. And I told other parents to buy this book that is beautiful. And I just, I was blown away. It's beautifully illustrated and it also has at the back of the book an area for them to color in all the little angels that are part of the little stories inside. Mm-hmm. And that area, they can actually um, remove it because it's perforated so they can remove the page and put it in the fridge and show it off to mom and dad. And I wrote here because I remember being a child and said, bring these little angels to life with your own coloring in. Mm. Don't be restricted by the lines. Color freely. Oh. Because... I remember when I was a child at school, draw and color within the lines. And I thought, no, but I want to color outside. Again, the name of your book, your children's book is? My Little Angels Talk to Me. My and little it's been angels. designed with a an handle because I want little kids to grab the book by the handle oh. and to take it outdoors, sit oh. under the tree and read. <gasps> that is so great. Oh, Raul, I love this. Just to fill out our understanding about your life and about who you are. And um, I would really like to dive a little deeper into the events that happened in 2014 in the Indian Ocean um, Mm -hmm. that were incredibly dramatic and changed your life. And that's how and why you are here now. So please give us that story. Okay. Well, I was working in um in a very exclusive resort in the Indian Ocean, and um and I will not disclose the name because it it doesn't really matter for the purpose of the of what happened. Yeah. And um and I was there as as I always do, helping people learn. I was in charge. I was the director of learning and development oh, wow. for this resort. And um, although the big title, um. I never believe my own tale. Um, I will have uh, a bicycle and I will go around the resort, <laughs> uh, pedaling away, checking that people are actually conducting training the way that they needed to conduct, going to all the different restaurants, to all the different venues mm-hmm. in the resort, making sure that things are happening, mm-hmm. helping them out, wow. showing them the way. Yeah. And, uh, and people loving what I was doing. Oh. Um, Long story short, a year after I arrived, um, in that country that I was in, 
there's, there were not such a thing as industrial relations law. So when people are not getting what they want, yes, for mm. example, if they are not getting paid correctly or, right. or they want a pay rise or whatever, mm-hmm. there's no true avenue um, to actually pursue. And the only thing that they know is to actually revolt. And mm. mm-hmm. on a particular night, I remember receiving a call on one of my telephones and saying that uh, they're revolting and they're actually um, coming. Uh, expats are coming and they attack, and particularly people that they are directors. So uh, pick up your passports and just go to this designated beach. We had about 26 of those in this island. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember looking outside and seeing them come in. And people that I trained, people that I was working with, mm-hmm. that they transform into something that I could see only darkness coming through their eyes and oh. knocking on people's doors and banging on windows. Oh. And I found myself jumping out of my apartment. Luckily, there were only one story. I remember talking at that point in time to Archangel Michael ah. and saying to Archangel Michael, I am terrified. And he said to me, okay, Raul, just relax. I understand your fear, but I want you to walk briskly, not to run. Mm-hmm. Because if you run and you fall, I'm not going to be able to help you. Ah. So... It's the middle of the night. Um, it's a resort and lights are dimmed and I'm using the light on my mobile phone to guide me on the pathway. Luckily, I was already in the island for a year, so I knew the layout rather well. So I could reach that designated beach mm. and arrive there and see the other expats and security and the boat come in. And I usually say in a situation of this extreme, you tend to see the reality and you tend to see people's, you know, when people show you the true colors, I usually say when people show you the true colors, do not repaint them. Or when people tell mm-hmm. you who they are, mm-hmm. listen. And in that, on that very night, the person in charge, the general manager was there with us and he was pushing, shoving, and elbowing to get on the boat first. Ah. Uh, and Asha thought, okay, you're telling me who you are, and mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You're showing me your true colors, and I see them. Yeah. And he, he ended, up, ended up hurting his shin on the side of the yeah. boat. Right. We go to another, they took us to another truly a deserted island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. We were uh. under a shack in the middle of the night. Uh. And and I remember oh Archangel God. Michael and Archangel Raphael saying, Raul, despite of your fear and despite of all of that, you are called to help once again. And I was the one nursing this man by the water's edge and cleaning his wound and, and, and trying to comfort him oh. and showing him what compassion is all about. Oh, Raul. Wow. It's a point of importance to me now that I'm talking to you about this story because I can actually talk about like a story. Um, I, I still feel, but I don't feel so attached as I was and uh, that I couldn't even, 
I couldn't string a sentence together because I would burst into tears. Nowadays, um, I acknowledge the scar, but the pain is no longer there. Now, I'm, we're talking specifically about that, that terror that you had to go through and you have PTSD, but that subsided. Is that kind of what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Um, I, I, I went through, I went through, um, <sighs> the earth angels, doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists to help me because that's what the creator created those yeah. earth angels to give us a hand. Yes. And that's what I did. And I went to see them. Uh, although that will never go away, uh, it's manageable and I can put one foot in front of the other and well, as you can see, I wrote two books. I got a deck yeah, of cards. I'd say that's more than one foot in front of each other. I'd say yeah. that's dancing. Uh, you're, <laughs> you are, you are so happening. Um, I have to take a moment to, to read this really great quote that was in your book. And folks, the book is called My Angels Connections. Please get this book for yourself and put it by your bedside and draw the comfort and the inspiration from it as I did. Beautiful graphics. It's gorgeous. And you say this, you say, um, fill it in, uh, for me after I say it. But the, um, you know, when the angels want your attention, they send a feather. And if you don't pay attention, they throw a brick. And if you still don't pay attention, they send a semi. You said that. I did, and it's so true because you know, throughout my career, Sheree, yeah, I've seen the little feathers, uh-huh. and you go, "Oh, how wonderful! Mm-hmm. The angels are here with me." Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm way too busy, and they're asking me to slow down, and I feel the brick on the side of my head, and oh. go, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it, <laughs> but I'm gonna continue." Yeah, and when they send you the semi-trailer, is when you realize, "Okay." Let's take a step back and listen now. And that's what happened to me in 2014. If you liked this recording and benefited from it, please, for heaven's sake, share it with your friends. If you loved it and want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels, where you can listen and subscribe. Thank you so much.